If you're looking for a fresh new take on zombie films, then One Cut of the Dead is right up your alley. We dive deep into the making of this Japanese low-budget comedy horror flick. We also want to let you know that we're issuing a spoiler alert for this film since we know that a lot of you might not have seen this film. But we'll want to because it's just remarkable. Welcome to this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Listen to our hosts talk about your favorite movies. You never know what you're going to get. And discuss new films with our mystery guests from all over the world. Our guests speak freely about their experiences as directors. That's a wrap, everybody. Writers, producers, actors, or whatever contribution they have in the film industry. This is Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Welcome back to Adult Beverage Film Podcast. And, you know, we've got a special <laughs> special guest with us today. And thanks for coming on again with us for, you know, a, a repeat, man. You were so good last time. We I think we got two more listeners and uh, because of, you know, your quality <laughs> content. So welcome back. Wow. Thanks and, very and, much. Yeah. And to today, who? To Breezy. To Breezy is breezy. on with Yo, us breezy. today. Everybody yeah, so here brought Breezy. breezy. <laughs> Woo! The crowd goes crazy. Yeah. So, I'm so happy to be back. All these friendly faces who have survived the pandemic. Look at you just survived. <laughs> so far. <laughs> You're still here. It's not over yet. Not yeah, over yet. Oh, Patrick started <laughs> coughing. That means he's going to die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> because he hasn't come out of his house or opened the door in, I don't know, nine months. I opened the door now. twice today. <laughs> we made him turn off his air purifier, so he might die now. I know. Oh, all the little man. COVID's getting in through the door cracks and shit. <laughs> man, talking about there's going to be there's, there's gonna be some – there's going to be red tape oh, around Patrick's door. Just red tape um, all the way around the door. So Why's it got to uh, be red? Oh, well, you know. We'll, we'll talk about that in another <laughs> later on in the. Podcast. I don't know. Can we can we go into that? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, does that mean I'm that. also a prostitute? I, I don't, I'm going to talk about that one later. <laughs> in one of the movies I watched this week. So, um, anyway, so we're, we're here to talk about. <laughs> is it, uh, it is. <laughs> Actually, it was Korean. Um, and it was on Cinemax, so, yeah. and there had a lot of titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little action. <sighs> So, uh, anyway, so we're here to talk about One Cut of the Dead. Oh, that one. Yay! Okay. Yay! <laughs> so, and it's a Japanese movie with subtitles, so fuck you all for going like, Pat doesn't watch no foreign movies. <laughs> Did we say that? I watched this in Parasite. That's two. That, that's, <laughs> that's right. Two good ones. And that's so. it. That's my limit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just get right off to it. What did y'all think about? I mean, what would, you know, first of all, you didn't, probably none of us knew about it, you know, when we watched it the first time, of course. Um, and what was your thoughts on it, you know, from the very beginning? Uh, let's start with Laura. Okay. So um, the first 30 minutes were difficult <laughs> for me. <laughs> 37 I, to be exact. 37 uh, minutes. Yeah, 37 minutes. Um, I uh, used to get car sick a lot when I was a kid. And um, this brought that right back so i had to stop it i stopped at 26 minutes in and i was like i gotta come back to this <laughs> and then when i rejoined it was like five minutes later and that's the end and i'm like what what is going on, what is going on? Yeah. but then 
it's like a beautiful family story unfolds, and I loved it. Awesome. <laughs> Breezy, what was your thoughts on it? Um, I, I have to assume we've all had, we all had a similar uh, experience before. Because I, I put it on, and, I, and my first thought was, what did, what did Kent do to me? Why is that? <laughs> I said I enjoyed the last experience, how much fun it was. And they put this. I did not own the DVD. I had to rent it. Uh, so. Yep, uh, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were like, what a waste of money right what, now. What have I done to his family that he made me do this? So, yeah, it was. <laughs> but I've also worked on enough indies to, to, to watch and go, yeah, I know, I know how this happens. I, I, mm-hmm. I honestly had, I was like, I know what the behind the scenes of this looks like. And then oh. 26 minutes in or whatever, I was like, oh, shit, we're really going to do this. Like, I wonder if I'm in the background of this. That I have <laughs> oh, look, there I am. Yeah. And I had, I have, for the same reason that I think the first 30 minutes are so painful, are also why the last half of it actually was so much better that I didn't expect that, that I was going to be getting this. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. This is, you know, it's almost like uh, someone who's not down on their luck, but it's like a story you start to root for the people. And the, yeah. and like the super weird sound guy with like my favorite one. And, <laughs> and he was just so weird and like high pitched. And I was like, what is this character? How do I get him in other movies? Uh, <laughs> all of these weird characters like the hard water guy was like what's he doing in this story he's amazing so for me it was less about the it literally being one cut which was like this weird sort of premise of the whole thing really uh, and it became oddly about this the main actor who had this <laughs> weird he was not the guy from the 30 minutes that we watched in the first half there wasn't a second half so in short, I begrudgingly uh, ultimately went along uh, on the ride because of the weird-ass characters and how much fun they were to to meet and to know them. Yeah. yeah. Squeaker, what was your thoughts? Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm kind of with, with both <laughs> of you all that that first 37 minutes was rough. Um, it was, mine wasn't so much with the shaky cam, like... I think I had heard maybe it was shaky cam. So I was kind of good with that, but I just thought it dragged. I was like, what are these weird things going on? Like these, <laughs> these random lines and pauses and like yes. nothing makes sense here. And then even, even when it kind of reset and you see leading up until the filming, I wasn't even hooked then yet. But then once you start seeing it all play out, like it all came together and I thought it was perfect. Like it, it was a lot of fun to see. Um, it was almost like a puzzle in reverse. Like you start with the, the completed puzzle and then you're trying to like see the pieces of how they got there yes yes definitely it's like the usual suspects <laughs> <laughs> it was a person with a limp in this so yeah, yeah that's right like memento it's like they put out the behind the scenes like bonus footage as the movie yes that's yes. kind of what this was they were like you know what people love is the all that bonus footage let's just put that's the movie there you go. We need, we need 70 more minutes uh, to make this an actual feature, so just play the bonus footage. Yeah, the bonus footage was all shot on the GoPro, which was I, interesting, I also, too. I wasn't sure if there was going to be another swerve. Like, I would kind of thought I'd figured something else out, and then I was like, okay, I'm wrong about that. But then I was like, is there going to be something else, or is this just going to be a really fun bunch of friends hanging out having fun making a movie and that's what it was and it was cool yeah i kept waiting for real zombies to break out yeah 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. how it was explained to me when I should give the history of this movie. So Jay Morong, shout out to Jay. Jay! Who, uh, Back Jay. Alley Films and, and uh, the Charlotte Film Festival. And he's trying to get funds together for that new indie cinema here in Charlotte. Yeah, let's uh, support that. Let us support. We, none of us can remember the name. With Patrick's so money. Let, we'll have to put that. Uh, <laughs> I, I donated something. Uh, but Jay was just like, he was so, he was, all right. He was so <laughs> ambiguous about the movie. He goes, um, just come and watch it. And it's like, well, I want to know a little bit more than just come and watch it. Because, yeah. you know, Jay, Jay usually has really good taste. But once he did make me watch a, like a Polish movie where people were sucking oxygen out of pancakes on a submarine that what? was trapped underwater. I, I don't know. He knows the name of that movie. But anyway, so he goes, all right, it's about it. He goes, they're making a zombie movie and a zombie uh, outbreak happens. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. So that's all I knew going into it. And we should say, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie, go watch the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. definitely. Watch we'll put it in the – It's going to be in the intro. So. Good, good. Um, so I'm watching it, and I've seen some bad zombie movies. I've been in some bad zombie movies. So the first 37 minutes was just a little weird because there were the just stuff that you went – that was way fucked up. Like even just bad movie making doesn't explain that one. Like they all yeah. stopped and stared at a door. Yeah. Why did they do that? <laughs> and uh, you know the whole pump, the self defense pump was awesome. But uh, I was like, this is just really bad. But I'm gonna trust Jay. And then when the credits started rolling, I went, oh, that's fucked up. He fucking <laughs> he totally got us on that one. And then the real movie happens and I was like, this is great. By the end of the movie, it was like, I've never had a zombie movie that was a feel good movie mm-hmm. at the same time. I've had touching right. ones, Train to Busan's pretty touching, but this one was a yeah. feel good movie. They even do a close up of the director at the end with that cheesy music that sounds like it's like from a meatballs movie. Yeah. And he's like, just standing there looking at the camera and he's like yeah, moving he his head, head smiling. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're looking at his, janky teeth going like oh <laughs> hey he's he's in a lead in a movie yeah, so he reminded me <laughs> of like a, a thin <laughs> nick frost he had like he was jolly he was fun he had messed up british teeth it was great <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't expect the wife to be that that shit oh she well, was nuts and, and the director yeah. they both had this huge switch from like mm-hmm. ultimately so we got to see the end first that was really kind of nuts yeah but she just went, she's going crazy, like kicking, like jumping in the air and kicking people. And I went, that is fucking awesome. It's out of control. Well, when she picks the, up an axe, you're like, oh my God, she's really going to kill yes. someone. <laughs> but I think what got me the most of that, because I watched it, I've watched it maybe like five times now, but last night I had it on the background and Diarrhea Man makes me. He makes I own it. I have the stu- I have the steel book of it. He uses the Ooh. first thirty seven minutes to sleep every day. Oh my! God. Perfect nap time. No, I use that for, I use Ocean's Eleven for that. Um, but I had it on the. I had it on in the background. I looked up right for uh, when Diarrhea Man is. I could totally relate. The guy's crying because he's shitting his brains out outside against the building, and they're putting makeup on him, yeah. <laughs> getting him ready. Oh, and he's just like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I'm crying now from laughing. I do it, think, it, I think it's something everyone would, can relate to. 
Oh yeah. Second watch probably helps this movie because you've now yes. got the knowledge of like everything. Like you've got the callbacks to that one long scene mm-hmm. later, but to actually see it all in full again probably helps a lot. And the yeah. character, unfortunately, I don't speak Japanese. Sorry to our two Japanese listeners, but uh, so I'm just going to call them what they are. But the goofy guy with the glasses who gets his arm ripped off. <laughs> yes. Every time I watch it, he becomes funnier and oh, funnier. My God. So, oh my god! Oh, what he's puked on yeah. is. Oh my Hilarious. God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that liquid? That Is that awesome. liquid? <laughs> so we got we got to get Ken's feelings because he texted me going like I said, "Oh, so if you watch one cut of the dead, never imagine imagining that anyone would stop and he goes, "Ah, oh, I started it." And I went, "No." And you stopped it. And he's like, "Yeah, Annabeth it's didn't a- want to it took me. Annabeth didn't want to watch it. So, it took uh, me. Yeah. It took me three times to get through this first thirty-seven <laughs> minutes. I'm just going to be honest about it. Yeah. And I stayed with it. And I was like, you know, I know it's going to it's going to get better. I'm just going to stay with it. Um, but then, you know, when you saw what it was and how it all came together and how you were kind of reliving the moment. And like I said, this is kind of like a love letter. Like you know. Uh, uh, Breezy was saying it's kind of like a love letter to micro budget filmmaking, and mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's like so you see that part of it, and it's like it's really fun. It's uh, it's got a great story behind it in the, in the you know the father daughter situation, mm-hmm. you know, and how she comes and grows through the process of you know becoming a filmmaker. So there's it's a lot of stuff, but it really did take me a long time, and I was like. Oh my God! I am so gonna crush this when we get on. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna literally just jump on this and step on it and just go. Patrick has lost his mind. You thought I was getting revenge for house, right? Yes, I thought like he has <laughs> Sorry, just thrown Laura. in the next house, and this is. But but, but you it, you couldn't throw anything really bad at me though. Yeah, <laughs> for, for house. Yeah, that's right. True. I mean, that's kind of her thing. But right. you know. But when here's the funny thing, when I first watched it, I, I kept going through my mind is like, this is a student film. I'm watching a student mm-hmm. film, you and know, you and 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 that's what it turns out that's what we were doing. But as it changes and it and, you know, you've got the low quality of the, you know, the first 37 minutes of it, where it's really low quality, grainy, you know, yeah. ugly looking, you know, nothing great about it. And then it and then it flips, and then that's you know, and, and at that point you start to go, well, now I kind of want to know what the heck this is about, you know. And I I think that's why it's been so successful. Um, this film has made a ton of money. I think I, yeah. I'm not sure, but I think it was about twenty five thousand dollars. I think made they it made in. it for twenty five grand, and it uh, it has grossed twenty five million. Yes. So I'll take those yeah. numbers any day yeah. of the week. I kept waiting for it to be some dark, nefarious thing, and it just never – it wasn't that. You're like, oh, wait, this is just going to be sweet? This is going to be yeah. them trying to do pull off the impossible but with a bunch of maybe not super experienced filmmakers and stuff? And this guy's going <laughs> to – his daughter's going to go from, from a, a gushing teen who loves this – actor to being like part of it and help save the day kind of like i was like oh my god i'm like am i a cynical asshole did i do this (laughs) yes you are i'll answer that for you yeah you are (laughs) it really kind of exposed me i was like oh this that they're all gonna die or something shitty's gonna happen the director's gonna end up killing them all or some shit i'm like oh oh wait this is people are nice people are good people i'm the yeah 
in this. I'm the Pe- zombie. People are dedicated. I don't to think this it's thing you, Breezy. I think it's I think it's society right now teaches us that everyone is bad. And then you yeah. see a movie where you're like, oh man, all these people pulled together, yeah, and did something good. They it pulled it super off. Heartwarming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really and the characters were so movie. good. Yeah, they really were. You know, they were really I'm interesting. Not, Contrary yeah. to what everyone thinks, I'm not a huge zombie movie fan because, like I said about Walking Dead before, I just want the action. I don't want fucking, you know, mm. I'm so lonely and sad. It's like, shut the hell up. There's yeah. dead I'll things coming after story. you. Give me zombies. Uh, yeah. So if, you know, when you get something like Train to Busan, which made me cry at the end, and then you get uh, one cut of the dead that makes me laugh and at the end go like, this is the most feel-good zombie movie I've ever seen. Uh they had to make a pyramid at the like, end to get the last Oh, my shot. God, yes. <laughs> Such <laughs> a great micro-budget. You know, yeah. like, everyone has to pull together to get this last. Ugh. Have you been thinking about a film for quite some time now? Have you got nowhere to turn to to talk about it? Well, the Film for Thought podcast is here for you. Every fortnight, I invite a guest on to talk about any film of her choice. It could be old or new, controversial or classic. If you have some thoughts about films, I want to discuss them. New episodes drop every second Friday, so make sure to come along and check out the Film for Thought podcast. And how about that shot where the camera, the cameraman drops the camera and it's just on the ground for all this time? And you <laughs> because he threw his back out? out. You see some yeah, because yeah, he threw his back out. And you're like, when you're watching the first 37 minutes and it happens, you're like, these are some really odd choices that they made. <laughs> in this and then the camera picks up you're like oh thank god wow and then of course then the, you get the new the new B- dp that gets all the cool you know push in shots right. and like yes you know. and then of course she can't stand up so which is great you know you got a dp that can't seems like she falls down every time you know so i mean it, it's she just classic the way this went through and it had to be i mean i, I just I don't know that they had as much fun as we did watching it, making it, you know, and usually you're having that much fun, but it looked like they were so intense. Like this is, we're making the best film that we've ever made. This is Oscar quality stuff. And then, you know, you see the behind the scenes of it and it's like the squirting of the, you know, of the, of the blood, you know, and they're just standing there and they're chasing and they're kind of waiting. And then, you know, the blood comes flying out of the mouth and it's just so entertaining. So, and at the very end of the actual credit, they show literally the third camera crew recording them. Right. Right. Was kind of super fast. Like we got the final layer, but you know, separating us from all these two other layers of things happening was kind of, was pretty cool. And the music at the end credits sounds like uh, the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. They used uh, uh, a, ja- a Jackson 5 song, like Baby Give Me One More Chance or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It sounded yeah. like the Japanese version of it. I if you watch thing, it again, yeah. I was I just like, I, I expected to back. see Baby Groot. Yeah. I want you back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I laugh every time I see that because I'm like, what? They must have just watched Guardians of the Galaxy and went, um, let's make a move. Let's do something like that at the end. We'll have some boppy music playing. I I started to say, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I'm I'm okay with that, that I didn't put it together that it was one, that the camera wasn't edited. Like there was no cut. It took me a while Mm -hmm. when I was watching 
that it was, I was like, what? This is so weird and long and slow. And then I was like, oh, one cut. You're an idiot. Yeah, I was going to say, so the title, the title didn't really give it away to you. You yeah, thought like yeah, one yeah. cut was like I was so distracted by all of the awkwardness that <laughs> I was the same way because I think because I had Boom. like four cuts in mine. <laughs> from falling asleep during the process right. you know, or turning it off and say, I got to come back to it. You know, but then, but then, like I said, it just really does come together and it's cool to see how it all plays out and how everything, why it is, why the pieces fall together. It's like a puzzle that, like you said, kind of finally comes together at the end. And I mean, would you want to work on a film like this? I mean, you know, oh, you hell know. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me ask so this. Fun. You know, they always say you, you, you may, you write a movie three times, right? You write it, you shoot it, you edit it. Right. Do you think it was originally the the idea was we're going to show the movie and then show how you know the story is how the movie gets made, or was it in reverse? Was this the first? Uh, you know, was there a derivative of this story and this is what we got? What do you think? I think I think they originally planned this to do this. I think this I was think something. So um, I, I'm not. I can't give away something, but we actually had thought about something similar to this at one point, and um, I think they pulled it off much better than we would have in the side of it. Just I don't think God you didn't make yours. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh Dodge that bullet. Damn. Yeah. Boogie Nights. It was going to be called Boogie Nights Three. So, uh, <laughs> but, one cut uh, of the boogie, one, yeah, one cut of the boogie. Um, but no, it, um, it, it, the whole aspect I think was thought of and planned out so well. Um, and I just I think, think so because it was shot in eight days. So, yeah, I, I think they, they, you know, rehearsed it, went through it many, many times. But yeah, I think, that. I think it came off better than they thought it was going to be. You know, I, I really yeah. don't think they thought this was going to be at the level it turned out. Um, because if it would have, you might have thrown more money into it, got better audio. You know, there's a lot of audio issues in the, in, especially. I think it wouldn't very, have been as good then. I, I know it doesn't you, have that feel. Yeah. What, what if, the more polished, the worse it would be. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think you're right. I think they would have lost some of the magic had it been. The, I, I, I have two thoughts on this. It, it probably would have made the film worse, but at the same time, the awkwardness and all that is, was that magic that they found or did they orchestrate every like just second of this? Those two thoughts I think are a little co contrary. I think everything was thought out. I think so. I think they very predict, you know, very methodical. And I, although and I just, think they rehearsed it a lot, like you said, so they shot mm -hmm. in eight days, but I think they rehearsed it so they could get it in one cut, uh, probably a bunch. Right. And, uh, and, and I wouldn't and be I surprised. They were finding stuff as they went along and they go, Oh shit, that's funny. Do that. Yeah, right. Do that. Yeah. I, I would think there's some things that are done more than once, you know, in this, I don't think that they just did one take on each thing. Um, I, I just think there's, and I'm, I'm I don't know that because I, I haven't read it anyway. But I would think, just watching it, I saw that there's a couple places where you could see that they probably yeah. massaged out some shots in it. Every um, every camera shake is an opportunity, right? Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, let's ask this. I know Lars said something. That the, you know, the Blair Witch effect, the shaky camera <laughs> bothered her. Did that bother you guys at, at any point? Because I think it no, bothers some and people. It almost always bothers me. In everything after Blair Witch, it has bothered me, but it didn't bother me in this for some reason. Because um, I've seen shakier cam, like Cloverfield, one of my least favorite movies of all time. One of my least 
favorite. But you love to talk about how you hate it. So, like, do you really secretly love it because you love to hate it? He's a closet lover. No, but I. He's a closet lover. I have watched it so many times. I might as well be a fan of it. I keep watching and going. I don't get what people like. (laughs) I don't like you. Let's start it again. You're gonna wake up one day. Oh, you're like that's the magic. It was T.J. Miller's voice. That's what it was. Like worst movie ever. I will watch it twenty more times today. Right. Yeah, Patrick. How many times have you watched Cloverfield? Probably like eight times. So okay. There's no movie. There's no movie that I've watched eight times that I don't hate. That I hate. Yeah. So yeah. So we, we, we've accomplished Wrong. one thing. Wrong. This is therapy for Patrick today. Super Welcome fan. to therapy, Patrick. Anything else you need to discuss? This is an intervention. Yeah, I'd like to discuss the TV show Glee. <laughs> okay, well, we're I'm moving out. back also, to the story. So. Also horrifying. <laughs> also a zombie movie, depending on how you know. <laughs> yeah. Why do you guys think this film Ouch. was such a success? I mean, like, you know, this is a huge success. You know, we're talking about 25 Well, and they had some trouble. When I saw it, it had no distributor at that point. And uh, it was just a festival phenomenon. And then – I'm sorry, Patrick. And then Shudder, the uh, horror streaming service, picked it up and distributed it. So, like, the steelbook I have, there's, like, paperwork inside, like, Shudder, get your – one week free trial of Shudder. <laughs> Shudder, where horror happens. Shudder, and you just and even if you watch the movie, the Blu-ray that I have, it's just like, all right, Jesus Christ, shut up about fucking Shudder already. <laughs> they said it so many times. It, was, it could be a drinking game. Uh, so did you buy Shudder? Yes, I didn't, but I did load. I loaded <laughs> the app onto my Apple TV, and I went someday, someday. Yeah. The <laughs> previews yeah, actually, did I, look I, good. I, I know. I I'm starting to. Any producer anywhere who saw that and was like, well, we got to distribute that. There's just, there's no way. That's like, you know, music. If your hook isn't in the first minute of the song, or it, no one's buying it. You know what I mean? They've got their formula. We need, at this time frame, this is what happens. We know the next 30 minutes is going to be the, you know, on the poster. And then, you know, they have all that stuff down. And I, I they look at this and they go, we're going to put 30 minutes of a bad movie before we show them the movie. Like, no one's buying that. So it had to be a festival, darling. And I'm saying all this with such authority that it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> don't tell them that. But, but I think there's things that, you know. Because it's funny. There's bad movies that are bad movies all the way through that distributors yeah. picked up. Or there's movies like. Well, let's that- talk about like par- Paranoid Activity. Okay. Same thing. It had an issue. They couldn't. No one could find. No one Paranormal? Paranormal. Yeah. Paranoid. Okay. Yeah. Paranoid <laughs> Activity. So, um, paranoid nativity. Paranoid nativity. That's a. That's a. Is that Jesus? Christmas Christmas music. So, um, but like you know, you think about like that. That was the same situation. No one wanted it. You know, basically they picked it up, and then boom, it's one hundred and seventy-five million dollars. It's made. But again, if I can, if I can sort of kind of poke a hole in that, it was the 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 mechanism was unique in that. Which what made which is makes it out takes it outside of that that formula, right? This is a they, they created somewhat of a new genre with that. With mm-hmm. that. So I think that's a little bit outside of the your standard sort of. This is what we're gonna what we're gonna buy. But in that in that what this is the same formula. You this know, it's I wouldn't, I the, wouldn't kind of the, is this found like, footage. Yeah, we don't know that until thirty-seven minutes in. Right, right. But well, I don't well, think the whole that this thing is a found with, footage movie like Blair Witch. No, but yeah. I think that's was a, found. Yeah, or, but I think that's uh, a, paranormal nativity. 
My nativity. Yes. <laughs> is that um, the ghost of Jesus' baby? But but I think uh, that's the thing. This has got a something a little different approach, a different thing that makes it separate. And I guarantee you there's gonna be lots of people trying to do this. You know, after this. They're gonna come try to pull the same thing off and Steven and, Spielberg know. presents yes. one <laughs> cut of Lincoln. <laughs> I don't know of a producer who would have who would bet on this. That's why you see it go to a festival and the audiences go, no, 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 this is great. Yeah. But I don't know if any, you know, but do you think, think of, you know what I mean? would do that. Do you think the producers afterwards were like, oh man, why didn't we see this? We should have seen this success coming. Or do you think they're just still ride with their original thought? Like, ah, whatever. I, I think it's like they watched that first 37 minutes and they didn't get past that. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, agree. they don't have time to go through and watch every film that comes at them. And they looked at it and they were like, no way. Yeah. You but know? if the festival audiences are grooving on it, usually that's a well, good that's, sign. Uh, and that's what I happened. Mean, yeah. 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 I think every producer has got try, trying to figure out like what's the lightning in the bottle here. Why, why is this successful? By the way, I still stand by this one. The, the, the mechanism in this one, that's like the, the niche of this isn't as strong as the, the, quirky likability of the characters. I think mm-hmm. that this is successful more mm-hmm. so than the this mm-hmm. new kind of format that they've chosen or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well they did something different than like say your found footage movies. They actually developed the characters. Yes. In a very in a shortened time because they don't do it in the first thirty seven minutes, they do it after that. Yeah. And so they're doing it with less time and they're doing it more effectively than a paranormal Blair Witch. Right. Well, Blair Witch, they, I guess they developed the characters. I just didn't care about yeah, any of no, them. I just no, was I like, care. witch, kill them. Right. They did, they, they, I think what they did was they showed you we're quirky and we're kind of weird. And then we're going to watch them work really hard on something that should never be successful. Yes. You got to see like, this yeah. good work ethic of them like trying to make this little project work. Suddenly you were rooting for them. Right. Yeah. Except for the drunk guy. Why? What was going on? I loved him. He was great. Apparently, he's apparently. He was so terrible that I liked him. He was so bad. So, the director, we established the director makes mediocre projects, he makes average stuff. And that was just one of those actors that's in his stable because he used him on the other project and they gave him eye drops so he looked like he was crying and stuff. And it was just kind of accepted like he had a part in everything. He's a really good zombie. He made He's well funny. the fact he made a, a very good prop, and that's what I think I liked about him. You know, you were able to move his arms, right? You know, and and they were able to do that part of it, which really tied to the whole like how bad he was. So, but that was the thing about it. I mean, there was really wasn't any. I, I, the mother was great. She was she was like, great. amazing, like yeah. all the way through. You know, her acting and the, yeah, the, yeah, the craziness of it was great. Um. And then when you the see the drunk it, guy, I think was actually drunk. I think I had read that someplace well, where he had I, actually he played been it off well. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was actually drinking when they shot it. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know if it's true. I read it. He's joking but. about it with the director being like, "Yeah, my daughter thinks I'm a loser, but I love drinking." Yeah. So, <laughs> things I am. I'm like, what are we watching? This is cool. <laughs> That's terrible. I can't believe no one's mentioned the producer woman yet, whose head looks like a shrunken oh my head. God, she, <laughs> she was the. I mean, when she came, Breezy, on, you know, you want to like, make out with a woman like that, one fine piece of woman. 
her her look was insane. Wow. I was yeah. like, where did they find her? She because I think this was made through a film school. Yes. Type of deal, and I'm like going, is she on staff? Did they just yeah. go send us headshots of? interesting people and she came up and they went oh my god you're in this movie i don't care what ass i've already googled every film that she's in and bought all of them so uh, (laughs) i have to have more that's really no surprise kent (laughs) she's gonna be the next guest on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna be 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 my replacement i loved you i loved you i loved you (laughs) she was funny every time you look at her you just start laughing no matter what she says yeah it's japanese it is japanese yes um, like I really Japanese, made in Japan. Like Kent's version of Japanese. <laughs> made in Japan. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies, so I found the the cadence. I'm I'm not familiar with Japanese really at all, so I found it really difficult to find the the emotional beats and stuff with what they were saying while I was reading the cat. it was a, a, kind of a challenge to me. I d I don't know. Anybody else? struggle with that is that race i wasn't racist right there was i you're gonna have to die die with this hour (laughs) no i'm with you good thing you're using a nickname yeah (laughs) thank you (laughs) similar thing with the names like i when i'm reading sometimes you're not paying attention as much to the words that are being said because you're trying to like read yeah and it's yeah Japanese to me is harder. To, uh, Korean is easier for me to pick up for some reason. I don't know what that is, but and and I think their humor is kind of more on our sense of humor side too. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, but uh, the Japanese is definitely harder, and I understand that that kind of the rhythm of the of, you know when to read the subtitles, when to look up, when to you know you're yeah. kind of uh, doing it, and you know I think it's just something too. The more you do it, the better you kind of get at it, sure, and it's, yeah. it's harder. But, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, I just watched a film, uh, uh, Nikita. Buckle up, everybody. Yeah, it's a French film. <laughs> it's a French film. And I honestly didn't realize, and I've watched it over and over again. And I, you know, I, I actually said this to my wife. I was like, did you, did you think that you were watching a French film? Like, you become so entitled into the movie. So when it's really well done, you don't find that cadence. It sort of flows. And I think this was, you know, is something different, you know, and it's it's not perfect in no means, but that's why it kind of works is because it is so different, you know? It was almost, I mean, so much of it was kind of frantic, right? Mm-hmm. It's a movie. There's running and yelling and stuff. So I, I think that was also trying to process that. So when they, even when they slowed down in the house, it's just kind of like still very, I don't know. And just, I just, uh, uh not that it's a bad thing. I sort of took a lot to get used to it or whatever. I like Japanese people. Don't don't cancel me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things about watching movies, about making movies, is watching the actors like try to play bad acting. Like that first scene when they were trying to make it look like she was a bad actor. Like I, I just imagine as an actor having to play that part. It's probably it's probably fun, but it's also probably a little. Like you don't know what – there's a line there that you probably have to tell a little bit. Well, it's actually also very oh, yeah. cathartic because you get to – all of us actors bitch about stuff that we don't like that other people do. Like, oh, my God, he's so method. Just drives me batshit. Just don't fucking talk in a Texas <laughs> accent when I'm at craft service, all right? Just take a break. <laughs> Go to your trailer. So it's it's fun when you get to kind of actually poke on your version of bad acting. You know what I'm talking about, Breezy. You know, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah, I only know that side of it, actually. 
Pom. Pom. <laughs> they would have cast me just for the awful movie. I think. <laughs> Check out our friends, the Coffee Clatch crew. Okay. They're the digital water cooler podcast for your favorite movies and TV shows. Hey, look, this is hosted by our friends Jason and Christina. The podcast breaks down series such as Game of Thrones, Westworld, Mr. Robot, The Magicians. Currently, they're on the stand on the CBS All Access. They'll give you mixture of character analysis, Easter eggs, and behind-the-scenes secrets and fun theories. The listeners are a huge part of their conversation with the Clatchers, comments, voicemails, and MVP polls is a key of every episode. They also have interviews with your favorite actors from the cast and authors and more. Come meet at the Water Cooler and join the Coffee Clatch crew. Check them out and download their latest episodes on any podcast app or head over to the coffeeclatchcrew.com. That's Clatch with a K. Learn more about these great friends and enjoy their podcast. And what are you guys drinking right now? I mean, that's something we haven't talked about. You know, has anybody got any cocktails in front of them? Being as it's the adult beverage film, film podcast. podcast. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I'm drinking water. <laughs> that's the adultest <laughs> beverage of all. Yes. <laughs> I was going to get hot chocolate, but it's just a little too warm. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you drink. I'm not sure you, and you're drinking water. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I think it's because uh, Kent made me drink some of that Willet. Back in the day, and I swore <laughs> off alcohol ever since. Ever since. Ever since. That was a long time <laughs> ago. Water. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since Kent started drinking, what was it like? He said it was Korean whiskey and it was Japanese. I didn't and, tell know, him because I knew he wouldn't drink it. He thought he had to read the subtitles. Alcohol is just too fucked up. People <laughs> shouldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm drinking. So what are you guys drinking? A freak of nature again. Uh, double Indian Pale Ale here from uh, Wicked Weed Brewing. Um, Perfect for a Japanese film. It's you are you're a craft beer guy, aren't you? That's, mm. that's, 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 I, think yeah. I do. I like that. I like wine. I like um, alcohol. Booze. Kind of across like the board. Booze. Just anything. Yeah. Yeah. Kent will drink no frills beer in the white can that just says beer. Yes. Beer. Or a so PBR, yeah, which is the same thing. I would drink that. What do you drink when you want to have 14 of them? PBR. PBR. Well, I'm married now, so I can't have 14 women anymore. So um, I'm not sure quite about that, but yeah. (laughs) But, No um, frills beer. Yeah. Ah, you know, when you're doing that, when you're drinking a lot, you, you got to go with something low test. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, no high tests on that stuff. So. Laura, what, what are you drinking, drink? Breezy? Did oh, you I have a, a little Cap Coke. Cap and Coke. Uh, okay. Coke. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, this one's a little darker than I normally pour them, but it's pretty good. It's a pretty big size, though. Wow. Yeah. It's proportional. Wow. proportional. And there goes our rating. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What are you drinking, Squeaker? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Holy shit! I had to take a nap in between after the margaritas there. So, uh, what are you drinking, Squeaker? What are you drinking? All right, how about Laura? I'm drinking. Oh, uh, Torpedo. A torpedo. See it. I like you held it. I like that you held it up to the camera, being as no one in the audience can see it. I wanted you to see it. Sierra uh, Nevada. Torpedo. Sierra. Torpedo. <laughs> torpedo. Torpedo. You guys are drinking these, these strong beers. What do you think we're talking well. the way we are? 
<laughs> if I drink like three of those, I'm in trouble. Like I'll drink a couple of Captain and Coke, but if I drink like three of those those beers you guys are drinking, I'm under the table. I mean, it. wow. I mean, this is only eight. Next 5. time. Next time. On the wicked weed. Yeah. So. Hang on. Squeaker, if Squeaker pulls out a sippy cup, <laughs> or like a juice box. It's going to bring out a baby's bottle. What are you drinking, Squeaker? <laughs> with a I'm nipple with on it. I'm on the liquor side with you. I got some uh, some whiskey. Um, whiskey. Just generic whiskey. Woodenville. Woodenville. Um, uh, Washington. Uh, I've been like, I get I get liquor delivered. Um, every wow. Time. wow, that's yeah, fancy. Impressive. I know they're not, a, they're not a sponsor, but uh, Caskers. Caskers is a really good site that delivers in North Carolina. Um, really? I, I've been trying like different craft whiskeys. So this one's uh, one out of Washington. Now, are you doing that because of the pandemic, or were you doing that before the pandemic? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> okay. Honestly, it's because when I think about getting COVID, I'm like, do I want to? Like, would it have been worth it? Be like, I had to go to the liquor store, and that's why I get COVID. Like, yeah, <laughs> if I'm gonna risk it, I'm not gonna risk it for the liquor store. <laughs> that's a smart move. That's a very smart move. Great. Apparently, it's not a popular one because there's a lot of people who are like, ah, "Fuck it, I need liquor. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. risk it." It'd be like dying from getting tasered into the balls over and over. What is what does his tombstone say, <laughs> or what did the death certificate say? Hmm. <laughs> Electrifying his balls. balls. Yeah. Tased his balls so much he had a heart attack. Shack I don't wow. like making fun of people who died, but that's funny. There's always a but. Yeah, that is pretty funny. This is when Palm comes in. Palm. <laughs> Dude, when she at the end of the movie where everyone's trying to stop her on the roof and she like palms three times in a row is yes. another time where I just I can't stop laughing because <laughs> she looks so fucked up by the third palm where she's not even fully there. She's like palm, 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 and you're I'm like sure looking at the director. What's that? Physically, I don't know how they did this movie. I, I know it's amazing to me air. that they pulled it oh, off. Uh, it's 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 <laughs> action like I mean not well, they crazy they're they running practice. yeah amazing really yeah Stay I mean up. all the the swapping of like uh, you know the, the the false head and the body throwing that in there yes. and the arms yeah. and all that it's just you know when you when you go back and watch it again it's just like it's crazy to think that they pulled this off as well as it I mean even though it was very basic and very you know. Boring the first thirty seven minutes. Campy, yep. Campy. Um, but but the fact that they did it is impressive. And then yeah. the fact that you, you know, you record, you know, how they did it, and that's what really makes it, you know. The, that same yeah. sequence with the mom, um I was I remember what in the first thirty seven minutes when she just like randomly popped up out of nowhere, I was like, What is going like why did she just come back for one second and then leaves again and then to find out why at the end that was really funny. <laughs> So I, maybe this is a good time to talk about it. So I, I feel like I might have brought it up on the last time I was here, but I worked on a movie called Death Sentence, hmm. where we did, I think it was a 15-minute shot. Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Oh, Kevin and Bacon? It's on some streaming service right now. I think it is. You're right. I, I It wasn't that long ago. I think I saw the thumbnail. But yeah, so we did a 15-minute shot. James Wan uh, directed it. Mm. Uh, James Wan. Amazing. I love his work. 
he's so great, right? Mm-hmm. And he was, was great, great to work with. Uh, he's a lovely human being, actually. Um, but yeah, so the the you know the main character is going up a um, parking deck, basically, and there's a gang that's chasing him, and he is one level above them. He's running, trying to get into cars, and he's making the alarms go off, and then the gang is kind of running up after him and they're trying to find him. They think he might be in cars. So this goes on So the camera starts out on a golf cart following Kevin Bacon running. And then it goes off as he runs around the corner, basically it goes out of the parking deck, gets on his scissor lift and goes down and comes back on to meet the, the gang as they're running. As you hear more alarms going on up, follows them about 20 or 30 feet and it gets up on another slip. Scissor lift from the other side of the garage goes up to see Kevin Bacon again. It does that three times. Damn. Where they, it culminates with him in a fight in a car with a guy. Like it was super impressive. And, and yeah, it was like a 15, 12 to 15 minute shot, um, like a one take deal. It was really. Yeah, I'm going to watch this it's, movie. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, I got to watch this now. That's a cool, cool concept too for, you know, and, and I love it when it's done well. It's so nice because it's just, you, you really become, it, it's almost like, um, uh, it's kind of more of a documentary style feel, you know, and I think that's what, uh, you know, one cut of the, bu- you know, that we're talking about, one cut of the dead. <laughs> one cut of the above. Yeah, above, as I, I point at the TV, the I know y'all all saw me pointing at the above. Sequel to Paranoid uh, that's right above my, my computer. Right Shudder. Um, but it, uh, it, you know, it, it was interesting to see it and have it happen. You know, I, I've worked on some, I mean, we actually on Homeland did one that was 22 minutes, and, oh, wow. but, but it never, camera never really moved. It was all locked kind of, you know, stable and the, you know, it's all the acting's taking place in front of it. Um, when poor sound guy, uh, you know, literally about, you know, I look over at him, he's got like sweat dripping off his yeah. eyebrows and, <laughs> you know, from holding the mic there, you know, but that, you know, it. It's got to be the right things in the right time to make the story work. And, yeah. you know, in this case, um, you know, it, it added to some flair to it. It gave it a little movement gave, that you didn't get. If this had been locked off shots and stuff, you would have really been bored that first 37 yeah. minutes. Like, I mean, I don't think you could have even, you know, made it through. Um, and the I, fact. I would, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish and I, and I, I think the fact that they pulled it off, it, it ties the story back together, you know. And had it been locked off shots, it wouldn't have been nearly as funny in the end with the payoff of what how they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it works for the story, and that's the key in anything is as long as the the piece is actually moving the story forward. And mm-hmm. and it did. And I think that's an oppressive thing for this, you know, to to be put on for for people to watch. And I think I think a lot of people are gonna find this and it's gonna have its cult following around the world. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. If you look at the Metacritic score, is like eight six. Mm-hmm. On uh, that is huge for a horror movie. That if doesn't generally not happen. Right there, I would have been like Metacritic. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that is like an eight point four. <laughs> it's like this. Was... It's this bald alien being, and he goes, "I am Metacritic." <laughs> and, uh, watch the Watchmen. It's in there. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> no, it's it's just. It's uh, it's on IMDb. First of all, they have the reviewer or normal people's ratings, and then they have uh, Metacritic, which is I guess they take all the critics and I've, I've and they merge the them. Twenty years, it's fine. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Well, you're you know you're a newbie. You're green. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Patrick is a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's great. 100%. That's one hundred percent on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Wow. Out of 
187 total reviews, and they're all it's 100 positive. It could, well, it's that's it's that strong of a movie. I now I do want to ask. I, I won't. Yeah. I mean, if we had to put this on a scale of one to ten, I'm not gonna. I'd say it's a, a seven, six and a half, seven to me. It's not a ten. I gave it a nine. I give it a nine. Yeah. 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 Nines. Nines. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that just goes. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of a douche when it comes to rating uh, movies. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, first you're of just all, like, I don't think it's know. up there with the qual- a nine. I put quality films up there, and that's it. I don't give anything a ten. But I, I don't think. Well, that's your problem. You're not using your full spectrum of numbers. <laughs> yeah, you have ten points for a reason. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Inception for me, the, what is, is a the 10. perfect? Film I wouldn't go. It's a nine. If I was going to put give a ten, it would be something The Shining or something like that. You know, the films. Oh no, no, no! Too long, too boring. True Romance. A ten. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I love True Romance. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Great. It's fantastic. But yeah. Are there some tens yeah, out are, there? Yeah. I mean, it's there's right. a couple. I will say there's some out there, but Taking Private Ryan is is an Yes. Yeah, but I could never Apocalypse watch it again. Now. I will put movies like that. This is not right below <laughs> any of those. So, but it's a different kind of movie. Yeah, you're also rating. Yeah, I think you're rating movies <laughs> based on their own merit, not based on like, well, this isn't The Shining. Yeah. Well, I based it on this movie spent. This movie spent twenty five thousand dollars and made twenty five million. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah, but I, I, I think you guys are Shutter. missing what I'm trying to say on it is to, it, to rate it at that high. And, and you have the right to do that. That's your opinion on it. I Just me personally, I can't rate it at that at that level because I think when it comes down to the filmmaking process, yes, this was made for twenty five. Now, if I'm rating this in the movies that were made for $25,000 or less, this is a 10. But it's, I can't rate it at well, that. I would ask the question for what it is, what, what could have been done better? What could have been done better? Yeah. First 37 minutes could have been better. I think if the first but 37 that was minutes the point, were. Though, right? Yeah, that would be a different movie then. I don't know. Would it? If that first yeah. 37 minutes were better and then you saw the back end of it, would it not be better? But it's not supposed to be. If you get people like, like me and Jason film. going, whole, or, or excuse me, Breezy, damn it. That <laughs> <laughs> me and Breezy going <laughs> like. No. Going like, God, this is horrible, but at the same time, I can justify it because of my own experiences. If yeah. you started making it better, I think that really would make the second half of the movie just fall flat. Yeah, I think the fact that it looks like a, an absolute shit show that you can't even explain some things that are happening, I, I think that's where the magic's at. You know, what's yeah. interesting, I, think you're, I think you're exactly right. I think if you made it a super amazing, dramatic thing – the second mm-hmm. half, it would have, the whole movie would have to be flipped. The other side would be all the characters would have to be awful and unbearable and unlikable and garbage. Mm-hmm. And dramatic, which it would be, which <laughs> is a, would be an interesting movie. You that know, is, that's would, a, I I see, that. a different movie. <laughs> she had this amazing acting, and then later you see her like you know smoking weed and making out with everybody, and you're just like, what the hell just happened? She was an <laughs> elegant woman now, and now she's crazy, and she like that's a different. This movie in reverse, that's kind of fun. And it's it's a good idea. With English subtitles, it would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Write it. Write it. Yeah. 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 And and there is something to this. The charm of this film would be possibly lost, you know. And and I think this is you have to go into this movie and put this in movies, you know. 
uh, Tucker and Dale and kind of things like that that are fun and entertaining and you're watching them not from you know a perspective of filmmaking and you know it's not seven it's not uh, you know certain movies like that you know they're, they're higher class but it has its own entertainment now what would you compare this to anything else that you can think of it that's out there I can't which is why I I give it such high oh, marks. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Noise is off. You mentioned Memento, um, right? In terms of a niche, uh, you mm-hmm. know, right. this quirky sort of... Uh, gimmick. Gimmick <laughs> is exactly the word I'm looking at. It's got a gimmick yeah. about it. And I think you I think you lump it into that, right? I think, like we said, Memento is... Yeah, it's like, it's, like, uh, it's like Noise is off, if you've ever seen that, where mm-hmm. they, they basically do a, a play three times. Like, and you see just what's going on behind the scenes and how messed up it is. There's a, there's a, a few shows, plays like that. I don't know many movies that are like, yeah. uh, well, that maybe Death Trap, to... the way Death Trap, which is actually a play anyway, but it also is a, uh, mm-hmm. it's a movie. And it's kind of like you see all the stuff that's actually going on behind it. Or I was just watching something today where you like, actually, Shakespeare, it this is, it's Shakespeare in love. It's, Somewhat of a play about a play being made. I still That's haven't seen much. that. I, own it. Yeah. I own it. I own it, and I haven't watched it. <laughs> that, is a, that is a top five favorite movie of all time for me. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll really check it out. Yeah, Tom Stoppard is one of the. I've done Tom Stoppard. I've done Tom Stoppard plays before. Yeah, so, and, and uh, yeah, he's fantastic. Kind of came in and saved the film, from what I understand. Saved the play. So Can I have now, one more question about the beginning of the movie. Yes. Yeah. What did everybody think? Did everybody think that these were real zombies that had attacked in the filming of this movie, or did you think there was more to it? I thought they were zombies. Yep, I thought they were zombies. I yeah. thought it was a student film, and they were shooting it, and they were playing zombies. Yeah. In the first I, thirty-seven minutes. I thought at first that it was all acting, that the whole thing was part of the story until I started seeing heads flying off. Then I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe these are, <laughs> people are dying. <laughs> you know what confused me is the end of the, uh, the end of the 37 minutes where they do that shot shooting down at our heroine all bloodied up. And she's like standing in like a pentagram. Mm-hmm. And I went, did I miss something? <laughs> did the zombies magically come into what the fuck did I just watch? And why is it over already? Why was I duped so badly? And then they, you know, like everybody, you go, oh, that's not the end. But I still don't well, understand why like, there was a pentagram. That harkens back to the very beginning, like when she's telling them about the origins of the warehouse and like that it's haunted. And then somebody goes out to like do the ritual and wake up the zombies and spill blood on the ground. And that's what wakes oh. up the zombies. Okay. Pay attention, Patrick. I, you know, the other I thing, did, right? let me, let me throw so this stupid. in there, is that this film, actually, there's six cuts in the first 37 minutes of it. But mm. six cuts of the dead didn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really not a one take, but uh, but there is six cuts in it. But, you know, the fact that they, you know, you could, it, it, it still played well. And and I think that's, that's the cool part about it. You know, and I think that's a, a great name for it because, like, once again, it's back to paying homage to, to you know, horror trashy horror films you know and low budget kind of micro micro budget type films um which has become huge nowadays so you know yeah i mean you know a sundance for a prime example of uh, like five years ago i think there were four thousand entries and this year there was fifteen thousand 
So, well, I uh, think that's a backlash to because remember when uh, Tarantino mainstreamed the indie film, and then indie films actually ended up having million dollar budgets, and we'll mm-hmm. still call them indie because you know how do you make a movie for a million dollars nowadays? And so I think now this is the reaction where it's like, well, I can make a movie for what's in my pocket, my friend's pocket, and we got some cameras that you know, and the technology has improved so much. That people are going to be like, I'm going to make it on my damn iPhone. Well, that's it. And that's what people are doing. You know, Tangerine was an example of that. You, know, you shot on an iPhone. So. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Well, I want to know what this genre of, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it's where people recut scenes from movies. And one in particular I'm talking about is that scene is my, one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars where Darth Vader shows up. It's in the original Star Wars uh, episode four. New Hope, and Obi-Wan comes out, Darth Vader sees him, when I left you, I was but the learner, now I'm the master, and they fight, right? And compared to literally every other lightsaber fighting scene, it's more like a proper like duel as opposed to this flashy kind of nonsense. Well, they recut it, where it's Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are like this crazy, and it's really super epic. I want to know what that genre is, and I want whoever did that to do all of the movies like that. <laughs> It is, it is spectacular. I have no idea what you're talking about, but Are I did serious? recently. I did recently. Yeah, but I'm watch very all the, interested in this. Yeah. I watched all the Star Wars movies recently, and I was very offended at the end of Empire, or not Empire, uh, Return of the Jedi, that they took out the Ewok song. Glub, oh, I glub, love that song. Glub, oh, yeah. glub, 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 glub. At the end of the movie, it was something else, and I went, "What the fuck? Where's I'm my Ewok song?" After we watch this, and you, I, you're going to be absolutely knocked out. It is. I don't okay. know how they did it. They recut the whole thing to where it's this huge action sequence. It's the best lightsaber scene you're ever going to see in any movie ever. It's real. It like it is crazy. I don't know how. It, I've said enough. Literally watch it with regularity, and this is like in like two years. And breezy, what wow. are you drinking again? <laughs> because we want some Absent. of that. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry. I got a He's drinking pure petrol. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so good. He's drinking yeah. that shit they it's drink like, in uh, I think, Mad Max. I think Max. I know what you're talking about. It's like they recut uh, scenes and then flip them back in, in their version of what they thought should have been. Kind of right. Am, am I right? Not I thought really. George Lucas did that. It follows what happened, mm-hmm. but they've, it, they've sort of augmented it. Like, you remember when Spielberg came in and changed uh, not Spielberg, but uh, Lucas. 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 Lucas came in and recut stuff. This mm-hmm. is like they recut it on heroin and steroids <laughs> and hyper like special effects. Oh, cool! So you're literally seeing the actor who played Obi Wan, and I'm forgetting his name right now, Alec Guinness, yeah. in some of these shots, and his face is sort of shadowed because of the hood, and it's clearly actors were fighting and spinning and doing all this shit. And you're like, how the fuck is Alec Guinness doing this right now? He's dead. He's not dead. Is he dead? Um, they, they do the face replacement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's oh, a scene yeah, 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 yeah. throws, the, throws the, the lightsaber down this hallway and it like, like slams into the wall next to his head. And then he does the the thing where he lights every move with a hand, so he has to get out of the way. It's crazy. It's absolutely <laughs> awesome. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Love it. <laughs> I want whoever did that to do all the movies over. That sounds good. I'm all for doing episodes one through three over. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again. Period. 100% agree. 
Yeah, it's got to go north. So, okay. Um, Squeaker, you had a question, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this movie is a movie about about a movie, basically about making a movie. Do you, as I think a lot of people on this on this podcast have been involved in the movie making process, do you like watching movies about making movies? Do you think they're done well usually? Um, I don't even know what the genre you'd call it is, but do you do you like those or kinds of like movies? Break that fourth wall in, in, in that way, or yeah, are they self indulgent? Perhaps like they can get only a if you say it slowly like that. Get <laughs> <laughs> Jordy be an example of that, or do you mean something more? Like, disaster um, artist, what's that like disaster Crow artist, or, yeah, more like disaster. Uh, but I think, I think the almost famous maybe counts. Uh, oh, that's uh, more about the music business, isn't it? Yeah, that's music. Um, and this one really is, is Cameron Crowe making a movie about himself. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard, isn't that just, kind of like isn't that just, that. Isn't isn't that just like self autobiographical or autobiographical or something? Yeah, like I think it's just self indulgent. <laughs> yeah, did someone say the disaster artist? Just yeah, we said that one. Shorty yeah. would be an idea. Uh, disaster yeah. artist. Um, uh, Ten Commandments. Oh, man. I think maybe no, I no, 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 not that one. The, the, one, that, the one that no, really no. comes to my mind is the player. You know. Uh, oh yeah. I've never from, seen the. Oh my god, so good. Player, it's really good. It's really good. Highly when really it good. came out, everyone talked about it. Nobody talks about it anymore. Well, except you, Kent, yeah. but you're drinking. Yeah. I would um, say to answer your question directly, I'm not sure I love that genre. I don't love breaking the fourth wall for the most part. Like, Super eight. Super eight? No. 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 That's about making a movie. I, like even with like Yeah, I mean it is about making a movie, but stage, when you talk about that you just told a joke, I don't like that. Like right. I don't want you're 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 the magic's happening. Everyone knows you're telling a joke. You saying you're telling a joke, I think I don't love that. The same thing that goes with like making the movies or it's all about that. It's a little, it is a little self-indulgent. A little, I don't know. Everyone's patting each other on the back for being yeah. and doing the movie. I don't know. I don't, I don't love eight, that. Eight and a half yeah. is, a, is a prime example. Fellini, Fellini's eight and a half uh, was I only saw nine and a half weeks. That's a different movie. That's about it being not an idea. You know what I mean? Like I prefer just a really good idea as opposed to, you know, we're going to, any movie that's about LA, like LA filmmakers yeah. making a LA movie, I find this. That, I find those pretentious. One that we've covered and, is uh, Boogie Nights. I mean, you guys enjoyed Boogie Nights, right? Uh, yeah, and that was yeah, kind but of. That was a story about characters, it, really, yeah. and not about. It's a story of a guy with so a huge cock who had right. like, no hope for a <laughs> future. That could have been about any of it. Right, right, <laughs> except for Laura. Except for me. Well, now, uh, disaster, well, disaster artist. If we include that one, is one of the few times I think I've liked the movie about the making of the movie better than I like the movie itself. <laughs> yes. Oh. Like if there the was a funny movie off. about the making of Birdemic, or Monstered, something Ooh. like that. Anyone? Do you have you seen Monstered? No, <laughs> not yet. I ran Bitter across Inhuman Witch though. Ooh. Yeah, but what? you ran across that at uh, Harris <laughs> Teeter. <laughs> I need to get start writing these down. I don't know any of these movies. Monstered. Monstered somebody somebody else asked me about Monstered, <laughs> and I went, I went. This isn't a real movie, is it? And they're like, it's a real movie, and you can watch it. And I went, wow. I have to rent it for three ninety nine, so I probably will not watch it. <laughs> but it is a real movie, Monstered. Wow. I think somebody named Kent Smith. I mean, uh, 
Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did you direct a movie about a killer turd? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't even think that could come into my uh, perspective of writing. That Wait, is that not? That's not what Mike's about. Well, <laughs> I, uh, kind of. Well, well, the feature's not fully maybe done this yet. This next <laughs> one that's coming out might be about that's something similar to that. <laughs> oh, a little higher aspect on it. Squeaker, what do you think? Oh, Lord. I I think sometimes I just come across a little dishonest. Like they're trying to make it look like something that it's not. Too forced. Like, uh, do you have an example? Yeah. No. Well, I do have an yeah. example of a movie no. I watched recently. <laughs> okay. Um, has Are we saving that for the, the what I mean, we watch lately? Are we or? doing that? Are we? <laughs> I could save it, but um, we might as well jump right into that. Although Laura it's wants to mention that this was based on a play at some point. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, want to mention that. Good, yeah. while, while ago we were talking about plays, and um, this this movie, One Cut of the Dead, is based on a play. I forget what it's called. Ghost something? Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah. I read that someplace. Can't remember. Squeaker, I need you to get on that. Um, yeah, <laughs> but how does this work as a play? I mean, we were talking about other plays that do this and do the same way know, as the play uh, noises. The same way as noises so. off works, where one time you watch it from the audience's perspective, and maybe one time you watch it from the backstage perspective. So you basically mm. would just oh. turn the entire sets around and see the craziness that these people are doing. I'm just. Really? Uh, Kind of yeah. Ghost in the Box. Surmising Ghost Thank in the you. Box. Thank you. Ghost in the Box. Which is also a porn movie that Squeaker has frequented. <laughs> that is Blank in the Box. <laughs> Have I ever? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a. It's and a, that was a Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, <laughs> it's blank a in Ghost the box. in a Box. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, what's the movie? Uh, right, we're done with the play part, right? Okay. Yeah, sorry. That's um, thank you. No, no I, I want to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, Yesterday called Black Bear. Has anyone seen Black Bear? No. Oh, I right. saw it advertised with Scott um, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, don't watch it. That's, that oh, would be my oh. review. Don't watch it. Okay. Wow. Um, no, it's it's wow. it's about making a movie, but it's like it's just done really, really poorly. Um, like the dialogue is horrible, and I think it's I don't know if it's supposed to be horrible. The perspective's a little weird. Like it's but it's a terrible movie and, and it's kind of pretentious. Um Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah, those exist. It's not not good. Hmm. Boo. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds awful. Well, this is kind um, of a All right, you want to hear a funny thing? You want to hear my Metascore on Black Bear? It's got a 79 yeah. Metascore. Oh, I know. <gasps> yeah, I've looked it and up. It's got what? a 6.6 it's got a 6.6 rating from IMDb users, so I don't know. But people do like Aubrey Plaza, so. I, I do, yeah. It's, um, I don't know. She's literally I, the only name I recognize in the movie. There's there's not really <laughs> anything I can say since no one's seen it, um, but yeah. oof. Somebody, just somebody watch it, I guess. Anyway, just we, so yeah. I can have some now, now we're all head. curious. <laughs> yeah. so somebody check it watch out. it. Yeah, we're going to watch what it. Other, what other movies um, have you guys been talking about? Check it out. <laughs> talking about or watching? Watch, watching and talking. I watched about. another one I didn't like that I'm pretty sure a couple people have probably seen, and that was Wonder Woman '84. Mm. Oh. Mm. Speaking of monsters, yep. everyone's saying how bad it is. It looks good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> I know a few people who really like it because they are very big fans of the '80s. But if if I mean 
there's better movies that cover the 80s, I think, than Wonder Woman 1984. It, I thought it was forced. a letdown. Yeah, very uh, Personally, yeah. for me, it was a letdown because in the first Wonder Woman, it was the first time in a while we've seen a female superhero that was empowered and that she was, uh, you're like, oh, damn, she's strong. She's uh, confident. She knows what she's doing. And in this one, it ties back to a guy. And she's oh. so still in love with uh, Steve, uh, Chris Pine's character from yeah. whatever, from the World War II. So this has been like 40 years. She's still pining for, for Chris Pine. Oh, I see what they did yeah. there. And uh, I didn't, I it just, I think it took away a lot of her, I think it took away a lot of her power in this one. And uh, the end, a lot of people are viewing as being very cheesy. It's basically a, a Wonder really do Woman's anything version heroic. of the monkey's paw. Well, at the end, oh. you're supposed to go like, oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It yes. was, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll watch it again at some good. point. <laughs> it might be my sleepy nap time movie at some point. It still wasn't as bad as Justice League, but, you know, what is? <laughs> uh, I tell you what I watched again that I haven't seen in maybe a year or two is uh, Chef John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Love I saw it. you were watching that yeah. the other day. I have yeah. yet to see somebody who goes, Oh, yeah, I hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> everybody loves it. It's such a touching And it's got the kid from Krampus in it as mm -hmm. his son. Mm -hmm. Aww. And, and, and I think that's a film that I can watch over and over again and I never get bored yes. with it. And so, you know, I think yes. those are really good classic films. And, and yeah. it's, it's a modern day classic. And, uh, I, I thought it was just and well, I like it. Well Even directed. the food looks the, delicious. Uh, and the characters yeah. are great. The food looks delicious, and I'm pescatarian, so I don't eat any of that stuff they're making. Well, you got to have food still looking like delicious it. in a movie called Chef. You can't have right. shitty looking food yeah. in a movie called Chef. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I watched, this is true. Uh, uh, I think it's, it's, because it's climbing the ranks for me as one of my you know top handful of uh, favorite movies is uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. The one with Zuler. Zuler? Uh, oh my god. So you yeah, guys have it's really it. good. It's one of the most beautiful I have seen it. beautifully it is shot good. movies that I've ever seen. It is absolutely breathtaking. Every every shot. They should do they shoot things in an office that are that are moving. Mm -hmm. Really, really who I can't remember the the UP's name, but he's a genius. Yeah, it's, it's touching and lovely. I, it I is. About it. And it never got as much uh, uh, word of mouth as I thought it deserved. I know. I, I was the same yeah. way. I thought because I was when I finally saw it, it was like, like I was blown away with it. I, yeah, I think I, I saw it on it. HBO, and I was just like, "Wow, this came to HBO fast!" Or you know, and then I'm watching it, I'm like expecting it to be like Doolittle, mm -hmm. Jesus. And uh, <laughs> thought, it was it was thought, really good. <laughs> I saw it in the theaters, and I was like, "How is no one talking about this movie?" Like it, it's, it's, it happens. Yeah, it does happen. yeah I, I thought it would get more attention than it than that it marketing. Received. It what came out at the same time? It might have been that. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it should have stood out because it was. It, it's a very interesting story, and I, I just I don't know why it didn't happen. I mean, I, there just wasn't even people in the theater to see it. So yeah, um, and I don't know if it has to do with what came out. It might have to do with how how widely it was distributed. Right. And yeah. stuff. Just because, uh, to call back to the Blind Side, the Blind Side came out the same week as one of the Twilight movies came out. No. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the second one, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, full Moon, right. Full right. Moon, what? maybe something like New Sparkly Moon, Vampire. I don't, know. I don't know. Twilight, Glitter, 
glitter bug. Twi- twillet. And that was obviously number one that first weekend, but the second weekend, uh, Blindside was number one and Twilight the chatter. Yeah. thing. Yeah. So it, it might not have been as widely as distributed as it should have been, which pisses me off sometimes. There's movies. I didn't think uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, which you guys keep turning down on my list. Oh, I uh, Great movie. It's a great movie. I, I had to watch yeah. that over at the uh, Ballantine when it still existed. And I think it's a fantastic movie. If it got a wider release, would have really, really pulled people in. But uh, it didn't. It just got a small release. So, it's a great. Fuck it's another it. beautifully shot movie. Really good performance. Uh, very, very small. I good love small that movie. This is that made, yep. made a term. Very subtle. Very yep. This isn't that I thought. Mark, what have you been watching? movie. Um, well, my husband bought a VHS tape of a movie called Agency, and it has Lee Majors and Robert Mitchum and Saul Rubinek, and it's about a political, um, wannabe buys a advertising corporation, and he wants to make subliminal commercials to win people over to vote for him and um it was pretty good surprisingly interesting actually <laughs> yeah you, you lost me with lee majors you got me interested again with saul rubinek because he was in true romance and he was fucking mm-hmm. hysterical saul rubinek is so great and he is the crux of this movie he figures out what's going on and he has to tell lee majors so that lee majors can of course save the day because he's bionic of course. You know what I watched? That sound effect is not in there. Well, the movie's hard. I watched Cobra Kai, which if you guys have not watched Cobra Kai, it is fucking fantastic. It is great. It's like the first season I watched it going, this is going to be just a joke. It's going to be a season-long joke making fun of the Karate Kid movies. And you get sucked in and the characters win you over and you end up loving all the characters. The end of season three, I was like, I want more. I want it now. Make it happen. And I don't cook through shows like that for three seasons mm-hmm. i don't binge stuff granted it's only half hour episodes but still i don't well that's good that helps three, three seasons it does help a lot yeah, uh and then fast. after that i went back after that, william zapka is so good in cobra kai he was the bully in the original karate kid movie yeah. uh i can't remember his name oh my god johnny johnny and i went back and watched back to school Rodney <gasps> dangerfield he's in that too he plays the bad. He plays the bully in that, yeah. and I fucking love Back to School so much. Me too. The triple. I post these movies that I'm watching on Facebook partially because when I get dementia, I want to like know what you know what movies you I used to watch. And then, <laughs> I, I, and uh, I I watched the, the first season of Cobra Kai and I couldn't. I, I, oh man, it's not great. It's like pretty bad, right? It's, Cheesy bad acting, right? Am I missing something or? I think yeah, it's the it's, most it's, well done. Well, it's like reunion or like, you know, 30 years later, whatever reunion. It's the most well done that I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. I, and it that. does get better and better each season, Jason. So the first season's obviously the weakest. Okay. That's kind of what I was asking. I was like, wait, do I got to push through to the second season? Because it was just pretty, again, it was pretty campy for something that I thought would have had a lot of support behind it. And I was like, wow, oh, it's really isn't I think like- they had to find their footing on it because 
it, it you're going into it. No, I don't care who you are. When you go into a movie that's like 30 years later, you're expecting it to be a campy, he, 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 you know, like Brady Bunch yeah. movie type yeah, of yeah. treatment of it. And at first you're like, okay, this is, a, oh, you know, okay, I see it. Daniel's kind of a dick in this one. And, uh, yeah. oh, and Johnny's a drunk. What a surprise. And, oh, and then you start yeah, following exactly. the stories of the kids their kids and their it's actually it's really well done it just keeps getting better so um, if you have a chance to, yeah I might go it's back not a it. huge it's not a huge time investment go back check i didn't it think out. it was a monster but i didn't think it was that great <laughs> yeah i started it and i i'm i'm right there with you uh breezy on that I, oh I kind of you should I watch it, it with I have, foreign I subtitles half of half an episode so i can't say that i went yeah. all the way through but if it was in korean you would have loved it i would have loved it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually, if it was a good foreign film. I'd, I'd be watching it. I watched one called Burning, actually. Um, that is a foreign film, and it was so different because it really digs into um, the life fire and and, and <laughs> times of of people in different countries, and it and it's done so slow that at first I thought I would I was going to be bored with it, but as it went on, I kind of it kind of got you into the characters are really, and it's like basically this um, psychological horror, but done in a weird way. Like the payoff is not until the very end. You just basically know the characters all the way through, but they build them really well. Um, so that was an interesting one. And then I started doing a bunch of research for something I'm working on right now. And I went back and started watching some old, you know, Uncle Buck movies like that. <laughs> nice. You know, Spies Love. Like I watched Us. Uncle Buck recently. That's and, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And started digging into some of that and trying to, you know, um, kind of go through those kind of things. And it's really cool because it opens your eye back to some different, the way jokes were presented compared to the way jokes are presented now. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting to kind of dig into that and try to figure out some techniques and styles of stuff that was done. So uh, it's fun. Yeah. I watched Uncle Buck after watching uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles this year. Oh, it's funny. They both yeah. – they uh, Planes, Trains makes me cry like a baby at the end. Yeah. And they do yeah. that They do that still of John Candy at the end, and the yeah. tears just come flying out of my oh, – yeah, they yeah. do a still at the end of Uncle Buck, too, of John yeah. Candy's face. And he's, like, smiling, and it's like, freeze. And I'm like, oh, so is it just if John Candy's in a movie, you do a freeze frame at the end of the movie, and that's all you yeah, have to do? Yeah, maybe that's in then the – roll like, credits. Like, that was in his contract. <laughs> it was in his writer. I'll tell you what else. I. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What? I was going to. No, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Well, then I, I'm going to squeeze in. Um, uh, this, yeah. is, this is a, a promotion of Truth Seekers, which I watched on Amazon Prime. It was excellent. If you've not heard of it, it's got Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great, hilarious, and the episodes are 23 minutes long, and there are only eight of them. You will blaze through it. Sold. Uh, awesome. Great. So, because I didn't know we were doing TV shows, so you brought it from Kyle. So I'm, and I know this is like one. If you say The Bachelor, I'm going to attack you. <laughs> I'm going to come through the computer. But The Crown? You guys watch The Crown? <laughs> I'm watching The Crown, and this is, I mean, I, my inner monologue is now voice of the queen, and I don't know what to do. Wasn't it, it always? Do what the queen says. Yes. It's like, <laughs> it is amazing. I'm, I, I, what's interesting about it is they add the sort of drama, I think. But historically, 
fascinating to see where they're at and, and how much the queen, there's consultation with the queen and letting her know what's going on and the, the, some of the roles that she plays in prime ministers and things like that. I am absolutely loving it. I just started season three, I think. And uh, How many seasons uh, are there so far? Three? I would say there's four or five, maybe. What wow. I've seen of it, and I catch it as as my wife's watching it, uh, is really well done. <laughs> it's really the story good, is really good. I need to everyone really go raves back from about the very it. beginning and and watch it all the way through. I tried, um, and I got so bored. There's like no shooting and no like yeah, there's none of that. Car chases mm-hmm. and uh, it's all yeah, it's weird. It's all, it's all into this internal strife and debate of you know what's. It's like greater good. Every conversation is greater good. Is the you know the, the existence? So it's the opposite of, of our government. government? Yes. No. <laughs> That's going to be on the bonus material. We're going to get into that. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. See, wow. there. Everybody's got a point of view on that. Yeah. I'm glad that so many people love this uh, show. I just don't know that I'll ever get into it because I'm such a yeah. I'm such a fussy. Yeah. TV watcher. I tried watching Sabrina because how? I mean, it's witches. It's like basically a CW <laughs> show where they say fuck and shit and stuff. And well, I like light fair. I watch too much news lately, and I like mm-hmm. something that you can like coast. Your brain could coast on. But even yeah. Sabrina let me down. They had their season finale, and I went, "Oh fuck you, Sabrina people! You people who made this, fuck you, fuck, fuck you, you, Sabrina hard. people." Let's talk about our next film. Oh, yeah. What is the next film? Yeah, what is it? It is The Shining. The Shining. The Shining. Shining. It's been a while since I've watched it. I'm looking forward to watching it. Crap. It was on sale last week and I didn't get it. (laughs) Surely it's streaming somewhere. I've probably got two or three copies of it. It's never streaming. If Anytime we talk about doing it, it's not streaming. But as soon as we decide not to do it, as soon as we we announce it, they pull it off. Phoebe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a lot of poll. I mean, there's a lot of poll. We're, you know, we're big. So in we're doing the shining. So. the shining. Yeah, so I, the it's going to take me three a... times to watch it because that movie puts me to sleep every time Scatman Crothers talks. I know. He's just so soothing. You got, the, you got the shine. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. And this has been fun. All right. So, um, hey, look, we want to thank everybody for you know being here. And Breezy, thank you for being here. Um, I think we're going to do yeah, up for it. We'll do a little bonus material. Um, so make sure you Modern check out material. that, too. And um, anyway, it's uh, been a pleasure. And make sure you get out there, rate, review, subscribe to all the different platforms. You, don't, you can do it on multiple platforms. You don't have to just do it on one. That way you get multiple. Yeah, don't, don't limit yourself. Right. Like, so, uh, <laughs> anyway. We want to thank all the listeners, and you know it, we're we're so happy. The numbers keep just cr- climbing up the uh, the ladder there. So uh, thank you for listening. The eight of you are a force to be reckoned with in Australia. Yes, yes. Yeah, we we got it's really no, weird. We got people all over the world now, which is we're big cool. in Japan. Yeah, yeah big in are. Turkey. I don't know about Turkey, but different. We're big with turkeys. Oh. Is what we meant. We're big with. We're losing poultry. Quick, let's get off of here quickly. So uh, okay. anyway, thank you, everybody. Um, thank, thanks for. Yeah, thanks for. Thank you, Breezy, for coming. Yeah, Twilight. and we'll talk to you a next delight. Time. Sayonara. Be safe. Sayonara. Do you love cinema and amazing films? 
Make sure to subscribe to Adult Beverage Film Podcasts. Share this podcast with your friends and make sure to rate and review. This podcast is brought to you by Lucky You Films. Thank you for listening to Adult Beverage Film Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Bricks Wood Fired Pizza, where they bring people together. They also have some of the best adult beverages around, so check them out. Be sure to visit adultbeverage.net on the web to find out more interesting facts about films and exciting bonus material. You have just listened to Laura, Patrick, and Kent, and Squeaker. Love our podcast? Head over to your favorite platforms such as Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes to subscribe, rate, review. That's this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast, and thank you for listening.